stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Forget what everybody else has said. There's no time. There's, it's not worth wasting time. But what are you thinking? How do you assess his play? How do you assess the team's play? Or uh, It's either one game, which is going to end up being viewed by the team as this was a good thing for us because it moved in the right direction, or it will be, yeah. it will be the indication that the season is not what everybody thought and this was the first sign. It's one or the other. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, look, they played poorly in every single way imaginable, led by their quarterback and their defensive coordinator. Kevin King remains frustrating. All those things are true. You know, I, I looked back and I, I Rob Domofsky and I both, our ears perked up when Rodgers made a reference to the blueprints, and I still think he was being sarcastic when he said it. But I'm in that club. The, the blueprints is for them to get away from the run which I don't know if that's because of opposing defenses so much as either getting yourself in a big hole, which they obviously did, or uh, not getting the, not having the ball for enough time because you're trying to make up for it, which I think Matt LaFleur would admit that he did. But, look, he was the best quarterback in the league in a lot of categories, right? He threw the most touchdowns, interception ratio, all that stuff. But I think the most telling statistic from last year especially considering that he wasn't that good in 2019, is not that he didn't throw any interceptions in the red zone. He's never thrown interceptions in the red zone. That was a big-time anomaly uh, with him getting hit in the junk. The biggest thing to me is that he was the best quarterback in football when throwing on play action. 134.8 134.8 passer rating, uh, 21 touchdowns, no interceptions. In order to be good in the pass play-action pass game, you have to run the ball effectively so it is a real threat. And we always joked about this at Mike McCarthy's expense, but one of the first things Matt LaFleur changed was they make sure that their play-action fake handoffs look just like real handoffs. And Mike McCarthy was so dedicated to the pass and didn't really give a hoot about the run that they didn't even match up the fake runs with the real runs. So defense, defensive coordinators could and players could tell the difference between, oh, they're just play-action fake running versus they're really running and handing off the ball. And so because they were so far away from running the ball, they didn't run a lot of play-action, and that is a staple of what makes Matt LaFleur's offense so good. You always talk about how he schemes guys open. Well, a key part of that scheme is the hesitation he creates in defenders by having the play-action fake handoff and the real handoff. You're four steps. The quarterback is four steps into the play before you're even trying to guess whether or not it's a handoff or not. And that was not a factor. He obviously turned the ball over. The second interception was bad because it looked like a punt. Um, So he did not play well. Their offensive line, I thought, protected pretty well with the exception of the nut shot, as he called, double nut shot that he called it. But their offense was terrible. 
and their defense was even more terrible, so they never had a chance with that combination. Now, this is what's important. I talked to Jason Woolley. I don't care what's on social media. I don't care what's anybody. I want people to hear what the dagger himself, Wayne Larravee, is thinking about the Packers and wants and thinks is the proper way to put this game into perspective. The time, the mic, is yours. Well, I, I would, as a layman, I'd say let's just forget about this because we saw no sign of any of this in camp. We saw a team that was preparing well, that was focused, that was ready to go. I do believe in biorhythms. I think their biorhythms were off that day. They just didn't have a good day. However, I was corrected on that and by John, no less an authority than John Kuhn, who said, hey, listen, this happened so early in the season. Maybe if you're 7-1 and one and you have one of these games, you flush it down the toilet. But this is opening day, and you don't. You let it sink in a little bit, and you try to make sure people realize that can't happen again. So I guess I'm a, I'm, I've come around to that thinking. Now, the other factor, are, do I have any different opinion of the Packers? No, certainly not yet. Um, I, I certainly th- think this is a very good football team, and I think they'll, uh, they'll show that in the next several weeks. We'll know, though, how good a team they are in two weeks. Detroit on Monday night. San Francisco the following Sunday night. Then we'll know what we've got. And and we can't really, I mean, I know people traditionally will overlook the Lions, but they put up a good fight against a a good defense, first of all, in San Francisco. So, I mean, I kind of agree with the thinking that you were just talking about where, all right, if if you have some games under your belt where you played well and then you have a a clunker, okay, that's different. But when you start with a clunker, I got nothing good to to go off of right now. It's kind of hard to to give you a break right now. So uh, they got to get ready. But fans better be prepared that uh, they're not just going to go in there and run over the Lions. Yeah, they are. Actually, they are. 